Welcome to our Path to Pro series with Legend Soccer Company. My name's Thomas Clark and I'm here with Roland Benedict, the co-founder of Legend. Roland also was a former professional player at Racing Ghent out of Belgium. And through this Path to Pro series, we're aiming to highlight the career paths of a number of different professional soccer players. From pros at the top of their game, making millions of dollars, to players working other jobs just to fulfill their dreams of being a professional athlete and continuing to enjoy the beautiful game. This series is dedicated to telling the story of what it truly means to be a professional soccer player at every level. For today's episode, we'll be discussing how the new format of the United Soccer League, USL, will impact professional soccer prospects here in the United States. So this past September, for those of you that don't know, the United Soccer League announced a new branding that starting in the 2019 season, the USL will adopt two lower level leagues into their structure under one central brand, which is the USL. Now, the USL was founded in 2011, but since then, there's kind of been this cluttered mixture of divisions here in the United States as far as professional leagues. Now you have a league that will simply be known as the USL. You have the top division, the USL Championship, second division, USL League One, and the third division, USL League Two, which is made up of premier development players that were formerly in the PDL. There will be over 100 clubs falling under the new USL branding. And it's sanctioned under the U.S. Soccer Federation. So I guess, Roland, it's great to have you here today mm-hmm. with us. How do you think this kind of changes, and we've talked about this before, but changes the cluttered landscape that was here in the U.S. before? It's, a, it's, it's such a cool topic, Thomas. Like, the fact from, you know, the first episode, you know, the previous episode, talking about my story and the avenue I took going to Belgium, knowing or having, I guess, this new structure from the old one, you know, where you had NASL, NPSL, PDL, USL, all these different leagues where you didn't really know who's ahead of who, what's the top level, who gets paid what, and now we're bringing it under this one banner and just streamlining and cleaning everything up. I think if I had known, you know, there's the USL Championship, USL League One and League Two, I don't think I would have left. I think I would have yeah. gone directly in and tried to had a tryout in whatever my closest team or level was that I could have a, a potential to be successful at. So I think it's really exciting that the USL and the United Soccer League, the U.S. Soccer Federation, and the other leagues are having buy-in going, this is the path we should take. And I think it's just, it's absolutely should be the next level. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think... As a country, we're trying to develop and catch up to other nations, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that this is a cool move where us and other people involved in the soccer community here in Whitefish have talked a lot about how it'd be really cool to see the United States emulate what you see in like England, where you have multiple leagues, you've got promotion, relegation. So something that's we should we should mention is that promotion and relegation isn't on the table as of yet. But do you think that this new system kind of catered itself in the future to get that involved in the structure? Oh, 100%. And I think there's nothing more, you know, quote unquote, American as promotion and relegation. Yeah, the underdog coming you, through. Exactly. It, it's crazy. You, you know, countries like England and Spain, everyone has the promotion relegation system and we're just obviously behind. But to have, to have that is so, so American. To have a team like FC Cincinnati, who's now in the MLS, instead of petitioning and showing that they can have this growth, to just say, you know what, you had a really good season and you won the USL championship, 
you're now going to become an MLS franchise sure. and you get money and all those things are attached. I think it's very interesting because it's what the country's about. And I don't, like you said, I don't think we're there. I think we're still a ways away because of finances, following, fan base, enough players, enough clubs to start the promotion relegation. But bringing this in is just, it's the next level. No, I totally agree. I think that what's really cool is that we're building off of the USL Championship. Because when you think about a rebranding of United States soccer, you wonder, are they just going to completely tear apart the old USL? And I don't think it's necessary, right? The numbers are pretty big as far as fan bases go. I mean, it's thriving. There's going to be 35 teams in the league in 2019, which is huge. In the USL Championship. Right on the MLS, 35 Yeah, exactly, leagues. which is awesome. And, and something that we have to mention is that you've got these big clubs like New York Red Bulls 2 just played a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. They were in the semifinal for the USL. So for fans in New York, you get to go see players that are in your MLS feeder system that might be there eventually. It's an affordable option, but they played Louisville, right? So you're in a situation where Louisville cities in Kentucky, you might never, without a promotion relegation system, be in a situation where Louisville, Kentucky, or even the state of Kentucky is going to have an MLS team. Now with the possibility of eventually implementing promotion and relegation, you could see a Louisville in the MLS at some point, which is crazy to think about and awesome. But even as it stands, they're going to play Phoenix Rising in the final this coming Thursday. And we're going to see a situation where people in Kentucky are seeing some of the best soccer players they've ever seen, right? I mean, Didier Drogba is going to be playing in the USL absolute, final in Kentucky. Yeah. It's wild. So I think it's a huge opportunity for U.S. soccer. Most importantly, though, it's a huge opportunity for players' growth. And I guess my question for you would be, how do you think this restructuring gives players that are playing in the lower levels of the USL an opportunity for other USL clubs to see them? Do you think it helps with visibility moving forward? For sure, I think you have you have lots of lots of players, you know. And, and in this new branding, we're the USL Championship already exists. It's going to be you know branded the championship. Sure. And you have the PDL, which is going to become USL League Two. Mm -hmm. What you have is a gap where there is no USL League One, and I think that's and we'll we'll dive into what what that's going to look like and what teams will be absorbed to make that that League One area and that. Mm -hmm step but I, I think what's what it shows you is usl championship has you know 80 80 plus million fans yeah it has 35 teams in it and it's right under the mls thriving yeah and it's huge you know and just all the stats you talked about you know phoenix rising and louisville and you get to play and experience and and have these fans at these big finals that you you wouldn't really get like phoenix is a huge market right arizona great mm -hmm. big soccer market mm -hmm. And no knock to, you know, Louisville, Kentucky. I'm not 100% sure what their soccer is Community like. Is sure. Yeah, absolutely. But but they get to play against this this thriving team, and there's a lot totally. of stories based around the Phoenix Rising. So it's really, it's really intriguing, and I think what's great is that if you're a small-town player, you know, we're based in Whitefish, Montana, or you're in the Dakotas or Iowa or a small town on the East Coast, sure. you could have the opportunity as this – new pyramid of leagues develops where you're playing for a USL two team mm -hmm. and you end up in the USL two final, you play against a bigger league and you move up and all of a sudden you're picked up by New York Red Bulls two. Sure. And they go, wow, you're really great. And from their team, you can move right into the Red Bulls, right into the MLS. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's an interesting, obviously we don't have promotion relegation yet, but 
giving the opportunity to players that don't get recruited out of high school it's directly huge. into college. And those big schools where they can say, yeah, I'm going to play in college, but I'm also going to play for my local USL2 mm -hmm. team. Mm -hmm. And that gives me an opportunity to work my way up the, you know, quote-unquote professional ladder. I, I think the, the opportunity for um, being discovered, being seen, becomes a lot easier besides going to ID camps as a junior and sophomore in high school. Sure. And, drive, you know, I'm, I'm just going to play for my team that's a couple hours away and get some totally. games. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's awesome. The USL League 2 is what excites me about it the most because you have the Premier Developmental League and the PDL has been around for a long time, right? It's It actually is a highly successful league. Um, we've talked about how you've got – 74 teams in the PDL, which mm -hmm. is which is a huge huge number. You've got 11 different divisions, four four conferences that make up the league. Um and in my opinion, it's kind of the most important league in North American soccer because you've seen uh, it's an incredible stat, but it was founded in 1995 and in the past 8 years, 70% of all players that have been drafted through the MLS Super Draft have played in the PDL. So obviously, it's a conduit to the MLS for those top-level players. But I think more importantly, we've seen players that develop later in their lives, right? Post-high school or even post-college. play I their developed later. Yeah, totally. Play their best soccer later on. I'm a goalkeeper, right? You play your best maybe when you're in your late 20s, 30s mm -hmm. even, right? So I think it gives players that maybe aren't on that I'm going to be a high-level Division One player going to Akron University or going to North Carolina. I'm just maybe playing at a small NAIA school, and I can play for this PDL team in Lexington or wherever I am, and I now have a chance where I can go through the ranks, and maybe I do eventually end up on a T2 or an S2, any of those clubs that are really exciting. I think something that's important for us to also talk about is how this decision to rebrand U.S. soccer underneath the MLS impacts the respectability of North American soccer when we have the World Cup coming here in 2026. Do you think that's a big deal? Do you think that respectability on an international scale gets more soccer players here in the U.S.? I, I think the and I'm, I'm going to go back to a stat you gave out. You, yeah, please do. The in America, we you know NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. They all revolve around a draft, right? Where you draft sure. players in, straight you get a forward. pick, straightforward. It's very simple, right? And that's how all of our American athletic and sports leagues have leagues have been run. I think when you look at the stat you gave, the PDL, you know, it's had I think you said seventy percent of yep, all 70%. all of its players, seventy percent of those have played at some point in their career in, in the PDL. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think for the MLS Super Draft, I think that's really exciting because it shows that there's players playing in the lower league at some point in their career. And they're probably still in college, right? They're, yep. they're in their offseason, they're going and playing. And they're becoming players that are drafted into the MLS. If you look at the rest of the world, nobody else does a draft. No. Right? You go through uh, academy, youth clubs. You're going through an academy. And by the time you're 14, 15 years old, you're signed. Right? You're signed yep. to a big organization. And they're trying to fast track you into their first team. You know, you get on Chelsea's books and you're moving up and you might not make it into the under 23s at Chelsea, but as an, as an under 18 Academy player, you leave and you get picked up by Swansea city. Sure. You're and then they go, and then you, I mean, there's other clubs. I mean, yeah. that's just how that works. You can be transferred as a very young kid or find a new home and a new, in a new club. I think what this gives us is instead of just having a lot of PDL players that get drafted, 
you have PDL players that are going to get signed because totally. now they're USL League Two, mm-hmm. and our and our clubs can start not having to look to other countries to go find players to bring in. They can say, you know what? We're a Seattle Sounders scout. I'm going to send a scout. I'm going to send part of my scouts to Florida. We're going to go scout the USL 1 and USL 2, League 2 and League 1 teams and find that hidden gem that we just didn't know about. And we'll still have the draft and it'll be great. So I think to give credibility in the North American World Cup, by that time, this is going to be in place. And we're going to have scouts and recruits. I mean, we could have players that aren't on the American national team soccer landscape right now playing in the world yeah, cup game completely off the radar yeah yeah and i think that this is a huge step towards having that and for people that don't really know a lot about the pdl which of course now is going to be usl league two starting in 2019 it's a really cool league because players most of the players are collegiate athletes mm-hmm. right they can continue to play collegially they don't end up ruining their eligibility yeah so they don't get paid yeah right. exactly and some some i think some clubs do pay their players marginal amounts it's one of those leagues again we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast maybe you have another job you mm-hmm. probably have another job but you get to even if you're 25 you could be playing for a usl league two team and you just have another job but for college players you get to go in the summer when you're in your off season you get to work your butt off you're playing with different coaches you're getting a different idea of what soccer means to them a different identity as a player and then you get to come back into your college season and at the very least you had really great cross training best case scenario you've got other usl teams that are looking at you right now and i don't think that that was something that was happening so much before when you had the pdl completely isolated from the usl and you didn't have usl league one which we haven't talked about but that's that gap that is getting kind of you're getting that gap filled a little bit by the usl league one which is going to be a completely new league implemented in 2019 now all of a sudden if you're on a usl league two team for instance if you're i played my college soccer in the Portland area, so I have friends that played for the Portland Timbers under 23s. If you're aging out and you're not going to be able to be on the U23s anymore, unless you're good enough to play for the Timbers second team, which is a USL championship team, which is a huge jump from a PDL team to a oh, USL championship team, be, yeah. you're going to have to probably just take a lateral move to another PDL team or another USL League 2 team. Now, you know that those USL League 1 teams are going to be scouting usl league two teams so i think that it's just an endless opportunity for american soccer it's just a huge step huge step in the right direction yeah you know as we were we're talking about this it it creates this environment to be able to grow the talent in the united states you have players that go from high school to college from college to mls and then we're getting a lot of players and recently, over the last couple of years, we've increased the level to have more academy development teams inside MLS mm-hmm. franchises. Right? Mm-hmm. That was a big step before this, yeah. where you have T2, you know, Timbers 2, Sounders 2, Red Bulls 2, and they've got under 23s and under 18s. But there's a lot of, a lot of clubs that don't have that yet and yeah. don't have that standing. And I think we're growing in the right direction there, but to have smaller clubs and smaller leagues where you can pick up players. I mean, look at Jamie Vardy in England. Sure. You know, the resurgence in his career, making the national team after playing fourth and fifth, sixth tier in, in England. I think those, that story is what America not only is about, but what we can offer. Our mm-hmm. country is huge. In order to have this scouting structure from the, the USSF, from the Soccer Federation, to scout all those players is impossible for yeah. the national team. 
But if you have League One, League Two, Championship, MLS, all of those teams are gathering the players in areas for you mm -hmm. and running them through tryouts to make these are the best players in our area. Sure. Then now you can scout certain areas. Now MLS teams can scout. Now USL Champ, USL League One, USL League Two can can scout these players and, and get them into an area where they can be seen. And, and you will make sure that we stop having players fall through the cracks. Yeah. Just because you don't get scattered out of high school and go into college and have this perfect you know trajectory, trajectory sure. does not mean that at 26 you couldn't be a benefit to a USL championship team or sure. an MLS team or the national team. Totally. And I think it... It's uh, it's it's not only the the step in the right direction. It's promotion relegation. It'll bring more money into the soccer totally, landscape. Uh, it's just huge, and and we'll, we'll stop missing players. You know, the biggest thing for us is we don't have creative players. I mean, we totally. we have, and we've had goal scorers, and Donovan and Dempsey have been great, and Michael Bradley from a deeper role. Mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm. He's controversial, but he does create chances. No, you know? I agree. But we don't have. A player, you go, man, he could play on any creative team. And we're starting to get that with, you know, Julian Green was kind of the first iteration. Totally. And now Polisic's coming mm -hmm, in. And, mm -hmm. you know, Tim Webb and all these guys that you're Absolutely. saying you're giving chances to. Mm -hmm. And I think with us not making the World Cup was the best thing we could do. Because we had to really take an in inward look and go, What's we have to do something system? else. Yeah. We have to do something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, right, is... How does it change the culture of soccer in the United States, North America in general? But I mean, we as Americans, we want to see the United States <laughs> do well on the international level. Absolutely. And I think it is totally a change of culture because I have friends that played grown up and they played Seattle Sounders Academy. I had some friends who ended up being really good players that played top level division one soccer that didn't make Sounders Academy teams when they were little. And so they kind of at a young age were rethinking if soccer was even the right sport for them, right? And then that hurts your development. But the moral of the story is that the guys that got looks when they were young were DeAndre Yedlin, Jordan Morris. Well, what do they have in common? They're superior athletically to most of the players out here. But then you get a team on the international level that is just full of athletes. You don't have guys that see the game, right? That have that flair that you need to dominate at the international level and all of a sudden yeah we're the most athletic team here but we can't get past trinidad so <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's oh, an interesting gosh. dynamic so let's talk a little bit about usl league one mm -hmm. which which fills this gap and it was a big process by the executives of the usl they're calling this the foundation of professional soccer here in the united states and it's all about developing fan bases in places that have not been able to facilitate consistent team atmospheres, which mm -hmm. is a huge step, right? And that just gets more young players interested in playing if they know that there's a team in their area. Um, it's about building, building that foundation. And the biggest thing, and they talk about this on the USL website, for coaches and players, it just gives them a bigger chance to gain more exposure. And it's going to bring consistent revenue, consistent um, sponsorship from the USL. And you're seeing teams, I think this is really cool. You've got like the Greenville Triumph out of Greenville, South Carolina. The Richmond Kickers out of Richmond, Virginia. Lansing Ignite FC out of Lansing, Michigan. We're going to have high-level soccer in Lansing, Michigan. Just think mm -hmm. about that for I a second. I, I think it's, it's the... I think the USL hit it on the head. You know, It's the foundation. You know, the PDL's there, right? Yep. And, and the PDL being open to joining and becoming that USL League 2. You know, 74 teams already. That kind of 
transfers over and just it's a rebrand. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I mean, it's I love that they didn't try to fix it. Right? If it's not broken, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Just yeah. let them jump in. And I think it's it's honest and, and it's. I mean, it's not easy. It's a, probably a, a nightmare to rebrand sure, and do all the league setup. Yeah. But it's it's there. I think you're now creating a new League One, a whole brand new level that really hasn't existed. Mm-mm. There's been tries and there's been different leagues, but nobody's really committed to saying we're going to be this tier of of U.S. soccer. You know, and in the season coming up, they're going to have you know you're going to have about ten teams starting. Totally. But you look at ten teams there. You go to the PDL League Two, and you go, well, we've got three teams that are dominating and are huge at the PDL level. Let's, Let's bring them up. up. Yeah. And, and that's you already where you get have that promotion. Yeah. And it's not really a promotion. It's just filling out a league. It's kind of like Cincinnati moving to the MLS. Sure. But it's kind of, it's on that path. It's on that mentality. Yeah, totally. I, I think what's really exciting is, you know, on, on their website, they talk about the size of community they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for 150,000 people to a million. Yeah. That's a huge gap, a huge sure. disparity. Sure. But I think it's really cool that you could have a franchise in a really small area. 150,000 people is not a lot. And you could have a franchise in League One where you're getting sponsorships and you're getting people coming in and you have really good following. It's a possibility. And I think it's exciting for for players. It's exciting for myself. And it's exciting for someone to have a league that will have resources behind it. Totally. That can sustain itself. That's the biggest thing. I think it's huge that the USL decided to kind of pony up and do this, right? Because it's a big financial endeavor to try to develop a whole new league. And if you're doing that, you're probably not going to invest in communities that have 150,000 people, mm-hmm. right? And that's not the only thing. You talked about it, a million people. So there's going to be a team in Toronto. So Toronto is going to fly down and play Lansing, right? So it's there's going to be a mixture of community sizes, but the fact that the USL was able to put their money towards this, put their resources, put the sponsorship that they already have into this league, it allows coaches to want to sign on. It allows players to want to sign on. There aren't very many owners of teams that are going to want to sign on to a league that they think might fold within a couple years. And that's what we've seen happen consistently throughout the last couple decades of soccer here professionally in the United States. 100%. 100%. You have teams that just kind of come and go or a league that comes and goes, yeah, exactly. right? And it's not it's not ideal. You know, going going through all this and and you go through the the League 1, League 2 championship. It's we're talking about players and we're talking about people that you know want to play at the highest level they can and they want to because they're obsessed just like we are. We're obsessed totally. with the game. Yeah. We want to just keep doing it. I mean, one, it, it gives a great opportunity to continue playing. And maybe there's a player in League Two, like myself, if it was available. I'd be playing League Two. I'm 28. Sure. I'm not striving for the MLS. If it happened in the year, great. But I think it gives me opportunity to play. But it gives me opportunity that maybe there's two teams in my area. One's a League Two, and an hour and a half down the road's a League One team. Maybe I'm coaching at the League One Two or League One team, and sure. I'm I'm playing in League Two. Sure. And I think it, it grows our, our coaching staff where mm-hmm. you have more better quality coaches Absolutely. learning, playing, consistently staying in the game. Mm-hmm. And it grows our coaching staff, which grows the future players coming into the USL totally. leagues, coming into the MLS, into our national team. It's just the right move. And yeah. I think finally, you know, decluttering and getting rid of the clutter in our soccer landscape and leagues is just huge. It's a huge move. I think, I think bringing up the coaching is cool because we've talked about this development of the U.S. 
soccer player is kind of this one idea of a six foot two athlete that goes down the wing or is posting up in the box, but it's just kind of this old, I don't know, caveman kind of idea of yeah. soccer, right? Yeah. And I think that when you invest in coaches, and that's what this League One is exactly about, yeah, it's about players finding their way to the championship and finding their way to the MLS. And that's first and foremost, obviously coaches are here, and we're both coaches, we're here to develop our players. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have good coaches, you're never gonna have good players. So this gives coaches an opportunity. Maybe you're in the USL League Two as a head coach and that's your first opportunity. Your team does really well, even if there's not promotion and relegation yet, but your team is consistently doing well, maybe in a small market. All of a sudden you get a USL League One job and the sky's the limit. And that might be a staff job and you might move on to the championship and you're a position specialist. For me, I might be a goalkeeper coach, but eventually you get head coaching opportunities, right? And then if you want it, right? If you, don't you want it, have to, sure. You could be a, eventually work your way up and be a goalkeeper, goalkeeper coach, coach at the MLS, MLS level. level. Sure. I, I think it's what it comes down to is this league gives a very, or this, you know, new pyramid and this new setup and, and bringing everything in. It gives the opportunity to make sure every single minute person energy thought about the game in the United States has an opportunity to succeed totally. because if you're a USL league two coach and maybe that's your bread and butter and you're either not qualified or not really prepared to take a higher level, but man, that's sweet. And some people are like that, right? So yeah. then that's just what they want. That coach is probably not making a lot of money. No. Right. Or the player is not making a lot of money. If there's a player on a USL league two, but their knowledge is really high because they have to stay on top of it. Sure. So to supplement income, I'm sure you're looking at they're going to coach a high school. Totally. They're going to coach a club. They're going to run a youth club yeah, or a college program. So now you're looking at players that are, are coaches and players are all focusing on the most knowledge being put all over our soccer map which encourages every single player to be better and better and better. So the quality of player throughout all of our leagues moving forward is going to increase. It's going to be higher. And we're now going to harness that six foot two athleticism, the Yedlins and the Jordan Morrises from two or three, you know, generations down the road are going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Quality, smart players, technically at the level, right? When they go over to England, they'll already be there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's a super exciting move. I think that's something that it's, is important that you you've touched on is the coach that's coaching in and Cincinnati's a bad example because they're about to go into the MLS but the, the coach that's coaching in Lexington Kentucky or Greenville South Carolina is going to want to invest in that community because most of the players that probably end up playing for the Greenville team in the P in the USL League one or a USL League two team in the area are going to be kids that are coming through that filter system right and so you're just getting it's not just the kids that make the Portland Timbers U13 team. Mm -hmm. It's kids that are making teams in rural South Carolina, and all of a sudden they've had good quality coaching and consistent coaching with a similar philosophy all the way through to when they're 18, 20, 21, and then they move on and they have a solid foundation. So it's a huge move for U.S. soccer, and it's just a great step in the right direction. I, I agree, and I think something that, you know, kind of to, you know, because what our whole mission and, and, and what the mission is of this Path to Pro series is to give players a better understanding of there's more than one route. Sure. Right? There's more than one route. And, and we talked in the first episode, there's, you know, there's high school, college, and pro. 
in the United States, at least when we were growing up. Yeah. And I chose a different route, right? And very unorthodox, but I chose a different route. And I didn't have this long, creative, unbelievable career, but I went down the route and I know what it took and I ended up playing. And sure. I think with this and with our podcast, we're now, we want to make sure that this is a resource that people can use to go, I'm going to listen to that USL pyramid again because I think there's some information in there. And as, sure. and as we go through these episodes, we're going to bring more information, more detailed information. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to have club coaches, team coaches, you know, regional coaches, former players come on here. And they'll be able to say, hey, we're having a tryout on this date. Bring some players in. Totally. Or, well, you know, this is the route I took. I played for this PDL team which would now be a USL League 2, and now I'm playing here. I think it's just the the giving, we want to ha- be able to give the knowledge and let people know that just because you're not going to be an MLS player or you're not an MLS player yet or you're not on the normal path doesn't mean it's not attainable or it's totally. not attainable to play at the highest level you want. And that's the goal, right? Yep. We, want, we want people to just play. We want people to be passionate about the game watch the game, coach the game, love it, because that's how you grow a soccer nation. That's why Brazil and Germany and France and all Italy and, you know, I'll probably forget a bunch, so I'm not going to list them all. Yeah. But they're all world powers because it's ingrained in their culture. Mm-hmm. And I think this new pyramid scheme is a huge, huge step in creating that, that soccer culture. I agree. You want kids to be able to dream, right? And I think the system that we had in place is a little bit archaic because it's either – you're already at the top of your game when you're really, really young and you might continue to be or you're going to drop off. And if you drop off or you were never there in the first place, you're just going to have to go through this clutter mess and it's going to be a struggle and you're going to have to get lucky or you're going to go and try to play internationally, which is a good way to go carve that out. And I still think that that's an option, but this is just a way that you can clearly see how you can become a really phenomenal professional player here in the United States. It's, it's a huge deal. It's a big deal. Well, if you I'm look, if you, I mean, if you look at everything else in the United States, you have Home Depot, right? Home Depot is where you go to do hardware and build everything. It's your resource. Sure. And that's the top 1% in the MLS, right? That's, you know, I'm going to make hundreds of millions of dollars, millions of dollars, or whatever it may be, but it's the big contract. And you, a world, you know, you're a, a U.S. Uh, brand. And then you have our local Nelson's Ace Hardware. Sure, right? sure. For that family and the people that own that and run it and are passionate about it, they make a good wage. They have a great little, you know, area in the community where they have influence mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. enjoy with it. And that's great. And they're happy about that. And they don't need anything else. And that's where they want to be. Yeah, it's the American dream. Right. So there doesn't need to be this beforehand. It was the MLS or nothing. nothing. Yeah. Or there was things that unless you were in a big area where you already had a team, you didn't really know oh, well, I could move to Chicago and go play for this team. You had no idea. No. And I think now with this rebrand, all of this stuff, now you can go, you know what? I'm going to move here. I'm, or there is a team right down the road that I can go play for, and I can make a little money and enjoy what I do. And I can be a professional player with the professional mindset, training session, all those things, and still, and still live my life and pursue anything outside that and have a family and Totally. And go on. And I think that's what the Path to Pro series is about, right? D- giving the knowledge and the information for every single player to go, you know what? Not only a dream, but I'm going to be a CPA and play League Two games on the yeah, weekend. Totally. Why not? You yeah. can do that. 
and, and I think USL and, and the Soccer Federation are giving us the tools and ability to do that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's a huge step for U.S. soccer. And, and like you mentioned, you've got players that are going to work other jobs. You've also got the players that are hell-bent on being professional players that maybe didn't make it into an MLS academy right away. And they have a chance, and they know exactly what it's going to take to claw their way up. Maybe they go from USL League 2, League 1, all the way to the championship and into the MLS, right? That's We're going to start seeing these success stories where there are kids that are climbing that pyramid all the way to the top. And that's just going to be a really cool moment for U.S. soccer, and we're happy to tell people about it. Yeah, it's going to be it's 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 probably going to honestly happen faster than we think, um, you know. And 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 going through this and, and kind of winding up here, the the pat being being a part of this podcast, it's really cool because of what I tried to accomplish, yeah. and what knowing now is in place to give kids the opportunity that may have that dream, there's an easier route sure. doing it here as opposed to going overseas or you know, going after that, which is still on the cards. But I think now you can be a part of a, can be part of a franchise, can be part of a professional system and setup and coaching staff and training sessions where when you do say, you know, I've got a contact here, I met this guy or they scouted me, uh, you know, I'm gonna go over, I'm gonna try playing in Belgium I'm gonna try playing in these maybe a smaller European country I think is cool um you know and and that's what that's what legend soccer is about you know the the company we started is we wanted to have a a soccer based company that made soccer equipment for soccer players in the United States yeah because this you know we have the best NBA basketball league got the best football league the best baseball Baseball. players everyone comes here Totally. For soccer, it's not that way. No, it's the opposite. It's been the opposite. But it's going to, I mean, hockey. But eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to be that it's way. It's going to change. And I think why not, we should have a company that only does one thing. You know, Nike and Adidas and Puma, they're great, but they, own, they do everything. We're going to sure. make the best of soccer equipment that we can for the U.S. player and for the world. We're not going to keep it to ourselves. <laughs> no. Um, but but this is just one thing that we're going to offer. You know, this podcast and this and this series is just one thing. The insight to becoming a pro and how you can do it and at different levels. You know, I'd like to give it. You you can you can follow us on you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at, at Legend Soccer Co. Uh, and and give us a like. Follow all of our stuff. We're always doing promos for our products. We're doing updates on our players who we're bringing in. Doing contests, giveaways when the new podcast episodes are being released, please give us a follow, give us a shout out and, uh, and just keep listening. Cause it's going to get better and we're going to give more knowledge and, and opportunities for everyone. Who yeah. knows? Maybe we offer someone a 10 day tryout somewhere. Totally. Absolutely. It's a blast to be a part of this with you. It has been so much fun. Excited to get some interviews going with some professional players. They're going to tell their stories. It's just an exciting time to be part of a soccer community. And I'm so glad that we get to offer that to ourselves and the listeners that we have. So thank you guys so much for being a part of this and have a great week.